We have a dream. We have a voice. This is the Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Touch, and we are the, the Anchor, Anchor Nation. Nation. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and we're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation podcast. Episode 29 with PB Mental Health from Anchor. And without further ado, I'm going to let PB introduce herself. Hi, it's Purse. Um, is there anything you wanted me to say specifically about myself? No, it's whatever you feel is good. Um, for me, I'm just on Anchor and doing social media in general to raise like mental health awareness. Um, and that's pretty much my whole shtick. Awesome, that's good. And it's a very important topic to touch on, too. We'll definitely dive into that in the interview. Yes, I agree. It's super important. All right, so we'll move on to question number one. So, PP, what is Anchor? Um, who told me about Anchor? So, it's really funny, and I've been very vocal about this the past couple of days, but most people have found Anchor through Gary Vee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to say I found Gary Vee through Anchor because I found Anchor through their Twitter PR uh, marketing. And actually, there was a airport. I think it was some sort of airline and they were trying to make like a millennial airline, but it was like a luxury airline and everyone thought it was ridiculous because all millennials are in debt. But the point was there was one of those like big anchor people who are always in like the top 10 or the top 20. They um, actually commented on the story. And this was before transcription was open for everyone, but this individual had transcribed like um, audio to video and, um, they made a little like portion segment talking about like how this thing's ridiculous in a Twitter moment. And through that, at the end of their segment, it was like, you can make a podcast too with anchor. And I had always wanted to make a podcast and the timing was right because it was not at the beginning. It was a little after I had started going through my own stuff with my mental health. And I was like, you know what, let me document this journey. So that was that. You know, that's an interesting story too. On how you found Anchor. I mean, a lot of people, like you said, have been influenced by Gary Vee, but you kind of just went out, like, took your own approach and found it through uh, the Anchor Twitter marketing feed. That's pretty cool. Yeah, which is nice. I think it's nice for them, too, because then they know that, like, other people come from other places. Yeah, and that, you're right. Diversity. Diversity is important, and, and not just any world, but any, any, not just in the world, but social media world's uh, got, like, its own texture. And yes. that brings. And that brings me to question two. What are your plans currently in the other uh, portions of social media? Well, I currently have, um, I'm going to start my website soon. Um, And I currently have not a Facebook uh, because Facebook pages forces you to like make a page off of your personal page. And I currently don't have a link to like my real self and like purse at the moment. So there's no Facebook page, but there's an Instagram um, there's a Twitter, which mm-hmm. is really nice because you get a lot of my thoughts the same way that I do, like just plain audio on Anchor. I tweet things when I'm not in a place where I can talk. Um, Instagram's really nice because you'll get updates about when I'm posting and what I'm posting and then pictures and stuff like that. And I micro blog on Instagram. Um, that's something I got from Gary Vee. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> Medium, I have a Medium blog as well. So that's where you can find me at the moment. And a Tumblr and a Pinterest, but I'm not on those as much. 
Yeah, and I, I was going to do just a quick follow. How has blogging just uh, changed the way you look at just the topics you talk about, not just with mental health, but just in society? How has blogging helped you grow? Um, blogging's really helpful because I have a lot of opinions, which um, anyone who has me call into their station in any capacity is aware of. And what I like about blogging is that it gives me a forum to talk about more like listicles so like things that have to do with mental health but it's not like a conversation it's more just like here are some facts and I can also write about other things that like I'm dealing with or other social issues or just like other life advice it's more like a lifestyle blog um Mm -hmm. without it eclipsing my mental health focus on my like podcast because sometimes there's topics not specifically mental health related that I want to talk to talk talk about so like living on campus or I don't know discrimination or marginalization any of those things but that wouldn't really be appropriate for the content for the podcast because the podcast I want to keep very tightly focused on mental health so the blog is a good place to get my opinions out on other things and kind of just like write short pieces as well because sometimes I have opinions on things that could apply to the podcast but it's nothing substantial enough to like sit down for a half hour and flesh out so the blog also gives me an opportunity to send off like a quick opinion on something. You know? No, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's a good form of self-expression and just trying to fit everything in together on a podcast. You can have that option. I see what you're yeah. So question three, how is just the college, uh, just the college and college lifestyle affected the way you try to brand the PB brand? Um, It's affected the brand such that I just don't have all the time in the world to work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, sometimes I want to do that collab or I want to do that interview or even just this week, I was on Stirring the Pot, which is a um, station by Duan and Only and Momac Attack. But they actually wanted me on the week previous and I couldn't be on the week previous because I had an essay to write and I got food poisoning, which pushed back my essay and then I ended up handing it in late. So basically... Sometimes the things that I want to do on the podcast or like social media branding wise, I need to either drop or I need to reschedule um, because school comes first. No, absolutely. That's important. Not just not just in the world, but if you can get the priority straight in school, that will help you later in life too. just to accomplish your dreams and just accomplish um, orderly tasks in a timely manner. Yeah. That's good. That's good right there. And and this is actually perfect and a good segue to question four. What is your, your degree you're trying to pursue when you graduate? Well, I'm going to get, well, I would be getting a bachelor's of arts. I'm an undergraduate student, so I'm just getting a general degree. Um, but I hope to move on to law school. So a lot of my um, courses are very conceptual, like concept-based and not necessarily workplace applicable, which is kind of scary because if the trajectory of my life changes my skills are not necessarily directly marketable. Um, but I think I'll make it to law school. So that's all, all good. All good. Yeah. And I think you've talked about that on your station on how your dreams uh, of making it to a specific lawsuit, a uh, law school on question five, but yeah, just a quick follow up. Is there any uh, particular skill you think you hone in the best, like any particular skill you've had that you just really like about yourself? Um, it's come back to bite me in the butt a couple of times. Women in general get a lot of social messages to be so quote unquote bossy in the same situation 
to where if it were to be a man, they wouldn't be described as bossy, they'd be described as a leader or whatnot. Um, and I have a lot of friends, especially a lot of free to, uh, female friends who don't feel empowered to speak up in situations that I am very much um, emboldened to speak up in. And it's being outspoken, being confident has allowed me to do a lot of things. I've made some good um, relationships with like my professors and my teachers. Um, you know, I've gotten work opportunities. I'm known, I'm becoming more known around my school um, just for the fact that like I'm ready to put myself out there and to speak my mind. No, it's good. And I think a lot of people and not just a woman in general, but just everybody sometimes we don't have the guts to speak out on a certain issue because we feel like the opinion will hurt us more. So I, I, I applaud you speaking out. That's, that's good. Not just on Anchor, but it seems like the worldwide platform. So question five, I think we, we you discussed this on your, your anchor station. If you make it to Harvard Law, what would the accomplishment feel like? Um, you know, I, I'm not sure yet. The original goal was Harvard College, um, which I actually didn't apply to because the application was like right in the middle of like the huge breakdown that I went through in my senior year. And Harvard College specifically has an ex- acceptance rate of like four or five percent. Um, so I knew that if I got in there, I like could make it anywhere. Harvard Law, I'm not sure. I need to check into their acceptance rates. I need to check into their history, you know, and pit myself against historically who gets into the school um, and then figure out, you know, if I get in, how much of a, a hill that was to climb. Um, but I would be very honored I've talked before that like even if I get in and I like step on the campus for like one day and then I drop out at least I got to say that I was accepted at Harvard and that I was a Harvard student um because it 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 is a lot of work and it's a lot of time um and it's a commitment but it's a commitment I'm ready to make yeah you know commitments that you know it's just such a young age it's tough you know you can't you can't expect to be on task one day and then you realize something will come out of the blue and you have to commit to that. It's understandable. I understand what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. Life's unpredictable. That that is true. That's very true statement right there. So question six is kind of basically more of your station itself. What is the importance to you about just talking about the mental health and, and just to your anchor and the fans of you all across the platform? Sorry. What's the question? I love it. Uh, What is the importance to you about just talking about mental health on anchor? Oh, and to the fans of you and the other fans of yourself. Um, I have like a mission statement, which is just a bunch of bullet points that I should actually put down in my bullet journal so I don't forget them. But basically, um, I am very high functioning with the things that I'm dealing with. And I was someone who actually invalidated myself. I was experiencing things and I was aware that the things that I was experiencing weren't normal, but because of the way that my life was at the time and looking like being outward looking in like you would be happy with the life that I was leading so I was like why can't I be happy so basically I know what it feels like to be like completely blindsided by your mind and feel like trapped in your mind and like not be prepared so I have a couple of just things that I think are important and one of which is to provide a voice for people who don't feel like speaking up because no one should have to speak up about their experiences to be taken seriously However, the more people who do speak up and speak on behalf of those who don't feel comfortable 
gives validity to the people who don't feel comfortable. Um, so to have a voice and a reference point for people who don't want to speak up for themselves or people who were like me a year ago and don't understand necessarily what they're going through. And like, maybe they'll hear what I'm talking about and they might say, oh, I can really relate to that. Cause that's what happened to me. I was listening to someone else talk about their journey and I related to the things that they were saying. And that's what led me to get help. Um, so I hope I can do that for someone else. And then my second kind of purpose is to just educate people who aren't, who aren't going through it. Um, who maybe don't really understand, you know, who um, who had an experience with someone who maybe acted like I did when I was like at my worst um, and now they want some insight. So it's to educate, but also to, I guess, call out to others who might be struggling. No, no that's a good point. I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that there are people who think they know everything like about any issue, not just mental health, but anything. And they can answer it, but you can't. You have to get the first-hand experience. So is there any particular moment when you talked about on Anchor or just any platform where it hit home, not just to you, but just to one specific person in general? Um, you mean like that I helped someone? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. It impacted or helped either one. Okay. Sorry. I was like no, that's okay. trying to figure it out. Um, there have been a couple of times there have been what really started to sink into me that anchor specifically, I was doing something good, I suppose, for the anchor community was um, there were two separate situations. One separate situation was an account came to my columns and they were like, I was going through a really hard time and someone called into me on my station and told me to check you out and to talk to you. And now I'm coming to you because I don't know what to do. And I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a counselor. I don't pretend. I'm very obvious in the sense that like, I want to go into law and I'm just doing this because this is important to me. So I don't give people medical advice. I literally just help them work through the options that they have. I either tell them to contact emergency or to call their therapist or, you know, call a friend, call someone else who can help them better than I can. And the other instance was um, a third party called into me and told me that some they heard someone on their station struggling and that I should go check out their station. And then also um, on Twitter, um, someone connected with me and they were like, it was literally like two or three weeks after I started the podcast and they were like, I've been listening to your podcast. And, and this was like my first couple episodes are rough. Like, they're rambly. They have no purpose. I was trying to figure out what I was doing. I was also still in a really foggy place when I started this because I started this in July, and that was, like, around the time that I was just getting out of staring at walls and not doing anything all day. Um, and through all that roughness and all that rambling, this this one person on Twitter came to me, and, and this individual was like, um, you know, I found your podcast and I, I can relate to it and like, thanks. And, and then they started asking me questions, you know, like, can you speak on this topic? Can you talk about this? Um, so I realized I started helping people when people started coming to me and literally telling me that I was helping them. And also when people started asking me about my opinions on, I guess, topics that they were trying to form an opinion on. And also when people were coming to me for help or when people were recommending me to help others. Yeah. So basically when other people started giving me that feedback and saying like what you're producing is worth something to me, that's when I realized that my purpose was being actualized. 
No, I know what you're saying, and you put and when when you get that value of just saying you help someone impact you, you're putting in the work and you put in just more time and effort to help someone else the next time you do another another not just interview, just another another message across, which is important. Yes, yes, I've the not to not to seem like narcissistic, but the more feedback I get because my time is so limited, um, and because I have such a rigorous schedule with school because it's not just me doing courses I'm also in um, a whole bunch of clubs and I'm advocating for mental health on campus and on top of that I'm doing my own personal treatment um, the more feedback I get that tells me that I'm actualizing my purpose which means that people are learning things or people are being helped the more time that I do put into this because if it's not worth anything to anyone then I, I could be spending my time studying or something else no, it's important that you have the feedback so you can get the input and then put out something better or just something the fans want the next time. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So the question is, how is more, instead of just blogging about, let's say you just go on a day where you just want to blog about mental health, how has blogging about mental health changed the way you just approach it about being open to yourself and discussing with others? Um, blogging, you mean specifically in the written text, or do you just mean in general, like speaking out on it online? But- Either one is fine. I'll take either answer. Um, well, speaking out on it, um, I mean, it's, I know a lot of people say that their advocacy online has helped them, quote unquote, come out to people in their lives about, you know, like, like the best friend they had for years saying, like, remember when I went away for a week? That's because I tried to kill myself. And like, it was their online support from strangers that emboldened them to talk to friends. Um, but for me, both things kind of went hand in hand. It wasn't like I was, it was hush hush me getting treatment for the things that I was dealing with. And then anchor and my social media emboldened me to like tell my friends about my life because the whole reason why I went through what I went through is because I was censoring myself and I wasn't comfortable with myself. And in part of me, like, accepting myself and acknowledging that I deserve to present myself any way that I, I would like to, um, part of that was being honest about what I was going through and my struggles. So I wouldn't say that, like, the social media aspect and the um, mental health branding, like, spilled into my real life in which I felt comfortable talking about what I'm going through. I've, I would feel comfortable either way. Um, because that's something that's really important to me now is just being like my true self, I suppose. Um, how has blogging specifically changed how I talk about mental health? Well, blogging actually has specifically changed that um, in writing because mm-hmm. I like what I like about the podcast too is that what I talk about is very nuanced and I like the fact that I can speak on it and I don't need to write about it um, because even just speaking, people interpret things differently, but especially in written text, people interpret things vastly differently because one person, if they're angry, is going to read it with like an angry context. Some person, if they're happy, they're going to read it with a happy context. And there's not that um, that nuance, you know, that I can come across. Um, whereas in podcasting, it's really easy for me to say like, this is what I think and let me spend 15 minutes explaining what I mean and like, yeah. I can really get it across. But the good thing that blogging has done is it's actually, um, it's forced me to 
rethink how I present things um, so that I can get things across universally, like in one line and not in 50 lines because um, each letter is, I guess you could equate it to money or whatever. Like you don't have 10,000 words to explain something. No, I know what you're saying. It's, it's almost like you have to be sometimes just short and simple and speak to the point rather than go on and go on and go on on the different mediums. So that's important just to know what you can post and what you can't post and get away with and can't get away with. Yeah. All right, so question eight. Uh, we already kind of discussed on what type of your content does your blog post, but what is your, like, just your favorite piece or just something you really honed in on and just liked, liked the post? And when you sent it out to the world, it was like this was the one that really stuck with me. Oh boy, um, I'm gonna stall for time because I'm actually gonna head on to. Oh wait, I can't do that. I was gonna go onto my anchor account and like look at all of my past episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and scroll through. Um, so give me a second to think because I've put some new stuff out. Um, one thing that I really really enjoyed doing was um talking to Christian Rivera in my life talks um, episode. And I've had a, I've had a couple of them, but Christian was one of them. And we literally, I think we had planned for it to be like a half hour, like let's just talk, whatever. And Mm -hmm. then it turned into like two hours, literally um, of us just discussing like mental health and whatnot. And previous to the mental health podcast, I, um, knew that I wanted to start a podcast. I just wasn't sure what about and like how I would do it. Um, But I knew that I wanted it to be such that there would be an element of talking to people and in talking to people, like I wanted to be such a good interviewer that they'd become so comfortable with me that they'd start just like spilling their life and like getting new revelations and like learning things about themselves. Um, And although I do other things with the podcast now, that interview with Christian, it was like, I'm not going to say like fulfilling like a lifelong dream, like going to Harvard would be like fulfilling a lifelong dream. But um, that interview, it's like it connected what I was doing at that moment in time with something that I had planned on doing like a couple years before and like never thought that I'd actually had the opportunity to do. Um, So it was just like a weird feeling of like, like, a meeting of two selves coming together and like accomplishing something, my past self and then myself in that moment. Um, so yeah, that was, and it's also one of my most listened to episodes. I think it currently has like 240 listens or something. Wow. Yeah. Um, what BPD means to me is like a close second and that even needs to be reviewed, but um, no, it's one of my most listened to things and it's probably something I'm most proud of. And then I have an episode that, isn't recording yet, but I'm going to make another thing with Stella um, that I'm really excited about because I think it's going to touch on some really important topics and that might actually beat out the episode with Christian, but we'll see. No, and that's great that you kind of just, you know, didn't expect the conversation to go anywhere and you talked about both of you guys sound like you both, you know, talk about mental health a lot and just you connected with that person and then good things happen when you when you, you know, hit the publish button, you're like, I put the effort into that and I should be proud of that. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. 
All right, so question number nine. Uh, what is your message to those, just a universal message to those suffering from mental health? Um, honestly, my, I wouldn't say you're not alone because everyone says you're not alone. I would say yeah. that um, you're not irrational and you're not, you are normal. So you're not irrational, you're normal. And that you have a right to feel whatever you're feeling um, because a lot of people who have mental health issues um, invalidate themselves and they devalue what they went through. You know what I mean? So I'm going to use the example, trigger warning, assault and sexual assault. Someone, for example, who was molested might say, you know, well, I shouldn't feel like I shouldn't be this panicked or I shouldn't feel this bad because it wasn't like I was like brutally raped. You know what I mean? Um, and people try and like trivialize the real terrible things that they went through when really we should just have the capacity to acknowledge that like, well, one person might go through something that's trying and someone else might go through something that is objectively worse, but that doesn't mean that the first person should be any less traumatized. You know, it's not, it's not like we're placing a line from like one through 10 who should be the most traumatized. It's just everyone should get the treatment that they need. So anyone who's suffering and like questioning and saying like, should I feel depressed? Like, do I have a right to be upset? Like, should I really be angry at this person? Of course, acknowledge your limits. Acknowledge if something is coming from an irrational place and proceed accordingly. You know, don't like burn down someone's house because they yeah. call you back. But also acknowledge that just because you do have the urge to burn down someone's house doesn't mean that that's not valid for you and that's not important for you and that you shouldn't process through those feelings. You know, you can do two things at once. You can recover like ruining your life while also processing through those urges, irrational or not. No, that, that's really important because, like I said, Anyone should know their limits, but when you, in your situation, like with, when you deal with people who you're talking to about mental health, sometimes what they say is they they just put stuff out there. It sounds like, and sometimes they can't. They they, they don't. It, it's it's hard to say. Like I said, I'm not, I'm speaking off of just you know thin air, but it, it seems like you have to just know yourself more, and it's okay to be upset, and it's okay to be, you know, have a, have just a moment of anxiety because then you'll have others around you just to you know, back up. Um, exactly. And it's, it's very much knowing yourself. It's very much knowing where things come from, especially if you're someone who experiences like delusions or paranoia, which like in the medical field is more so talked about or regarded in terms of like looking at people and thinking that like they're coming to kill you or like they're going to hurt you or like that person's like a spy, like things like that. Um, or you have emotional range issues. So like, Again, like someone doesn't call you back or like someone mm -hmm. eats the last piece of your cake and where like regular people would just be kind of annoyed and like wouldn't talk to that person. Someone with like emotional range issues would like be ready to like throw their stuff out of the house and like change the locks. And that's how you process emotions and that's how you perceive the world. And you should feel safe and comfortable in processing those emotions and speaking out about them and saying like, listen, you use my favorite pen and now I really, really want to stab you and like watch you bleed slowly. Um, 
And it's okay to feel that, but also knowing yourself is acknowledging that that reaction isn't the most productive and you shouldn't act on it, even if you're, you're allowing yourself to feel it. And it's a, it's a very fine balance. And you have to, you got, you got human emotion is just so powerful. And I think knowing what you can and can't do, not whether you're suffering from mental health or not is important because sometimes you don't realize that the actions you take, it has significant consequences, whether it be a good or bad action. So I, 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 I see what you're saying. I applaud that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, yeah, it can be really hard to see past, you know, past that day or past that week. Um, especially if you have other things going on, like you're depressed and suicidal and whatnot. So you already can't see yourself, like place yourself in the future. Um, and I've been there. Um, but it's, it's definitely really important to keep perspective. No, oh, it's yeah, Perspective is it's key in life. And I think we all should have that. It's just the way of staying on focus and staying on track and keeping our emotions in check when the times get rough is important for sure. Mm-hmm. So the final two questions is the first one. We'll go to question 10. What is your goals in the next five years, whether it be personally, uh, your brand, work, anchor, school? Um, brand, well, personally, so the next five years, um, I should be graduated within the next five years. I've been mulling over. I'm trying to look at my future with this brand and also my future without this brand because, you know, I'm still becoming established and it could all go away in a day. And I've been going through scenarios and I've been thinking like, if this takes off and it becomes successful and I can partially support myself off of any sort of funds that comes from this or whatever, um, I might drop down and like drop a credit um, with university. So that might take me into graduating like a year later, graduating in five years instead of four years. Cause I can do five credits. I've been doing five credits. Um, but sometimes it really takes a toll on me and I'm, I'm becoming more comfortable with the idea of taking things at my own pace, especially being high functioning. I've also always felt like I should be going at the pace of everyone else. Like if everyone else can graduate in four years, like five, five credits at a time, or if someone can graduate in like three and a half years, six credits at a time, I should be able to do it too. And it's like, no, I should be able to get a break. So if this takes off, and it's more of an equal playing field of importance with my school. I might, you know, drop a credit and spend more time working really hard on the courses that I have, or I'll take that extra time to like put more into branding. Um, five years with Anchor, I hope within five years, I guess I have a substantial enough following that I can move forward with it. Um, both as a business and as a hobby. Um, as I was going in my my rant, <laughs> getting a call. Um, yeah, my bad. I was going on my like Gary V rant, and I was like saying, like you know, if you're doing something and it's not supporting you, and you it, it can't sustain your lifestyle, it's a hobby, not a job. Um, and I do hope that this becomes some sort of a job, even if it's part time or like an individual contractor and I'm not making that much money. Um, Maybe it could become full-time. I've talked about how I would do this primarily and then get my law degree on the side and then just have that like law focus. Um, And depending on where this goes, I'm also looking into changing where I'd want to focus in law 
to be discrimination law with like a mental health kind of like disability focus um, compared to going into like criminal or corporate law, which I was looking into before. So anchor in the brand has a huge bearing on where I'm going to go with my life. Cause if it falls through and it doesn't work, I'm going to go into a different sect of law, I'll probably go a different direction. I'll have to have different focuses, but if it does take off and like, this is something viable that I'm also doing in my free time, then it will change, you know, my degree focus. It'll change how I look at my schooling. It'll change how I look at where I live. Um, but generally five years from now, I should be graduated, um, should be looking into schools um, for law school um, that I know pretty much for certain. Um, and pretty much all of the other details are contingent on where I take the brand. No, that's a good point. I think we don't know what's going to happen in five years, but if you could just have just a little structure and just a, a little goal in mind just to graduate at a certain time or kind of know where your brand will be going, it'll be important because you could develop that as you go on, you know, so they'll say next year, two years, and then eventually five years down the road. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so our final question, our bonus question is, what is one thing you like to tell the Anchor Nation that they may not know about you? And it could also be a fun fact. Um, the fun fact that I've had all my life is that I have freckles on my tongue. Um, but that isn't applicable to this because you can't see my face. So facts about me, aside from having freckles on my tongue, is really difficult because I'm, I'm a fairly open book about myself unless it gets like my deep deep secrets um mm, i don't know if i've talked about this before i do like for work working out i actually do um aerial silks circus silks which is um really cool and really really fun um so i climb up like long fabric strands or whatever and i wrap them around different up like different parts of my limbs and i go into different positions and I like twirl down. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of hard work and a lot of upper body strength and flexibility. It's a lot of fun. And that's what I do to keep in shape. And that's my fun fact. That's awesome. You know, I think it's important that we keep in shape just to keep our body and, and our mind going. So that's a great fun fact, actually, PB. Yeah, it's important to stay healthy, both in the body and in the mind. Awesome, awesome. I'd like to thank PB for taking her time out of her busy schedule and busy day to come on the Anchor Nation. But before yeah, we go, me. no problem. And before we go, would you like to DM your social media? Oh, yes. I'll um, plug myself. So Anchor is Persby Mental Health, obviously, because I'm here. Um, Twitter is at Purse Borderline, at P-E-R-S Borderline. Instagram is Purse Borderline, P-E-R-S Borderline. The Tumblr is personallyborderline.tumblr.com. And if you go to the Tumblr and then you click on the link at the top that says podcasts and places, that's a navigation and it has a bunch of links to all of my social media. So my Tumblr has a page with all my social media. Uh, Pinterest is P-E-R-S borderline and my medium with my blog is at P-E-R-S borderline. And you can also... Favorite me and check out my blog posts on blog Levin if you use that instead, which is just like a central blog um, amalgamator, I guess. It just takes a bunch of blogs from places and you have like one hub to read all your stuff. And that's currently where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, that's awesome. Sounds like we got a wide range of places to find you. Yeah, check me out. My DMs for pretty much all of them, if not for all of them, pretty much, um, are open. If you can't connect with me through Anchor, you can go to any one of those and, like, direct message me. And the Tumblr has a submit function where you can submit, like, a longer form message if you need to send me, like, an email or so, something like that. Awesome, PB. Really, yeah. really appreciate you taking your time out of day, like I said. And to those listening in Anchor Nation, Anchor Land, really appreciate you guys for your continued support, as always. Thanks again, and have yourself a great day. You too. Shout out to Purse B Mental Health. Thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate your insight and time. And if you want to follow her journey, check her out on our Instagram, our anchor station, Purse B Mental Health. Thank you again, Purse. Hi, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and I'd like to say thank you for listening to the Anchor Nation podcast. If you'd like to book an interview or DM me on Instagram, follow me at the Anchor Nation. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it is also under the Anchor Nation. Thank you for listening and enjoy.